The following interview was conducted by Jeff and Miranda Brannan from The Way Remnant. It is now being republished on Rise on Fire for your edification. A special thank you to Jeff and Miranda for hosting this broadcast. Hey, shalom, everybody. Shalom. Welcome to The Way Remnant. I'm Jeff Brannan. And I'm Miranda Brannan. And we are so excited tonight, Miranda. Uh, this is a special, special treat tonight. Uh, we have a we have a guest in house, uh, Peter Vander Westhusen, and we are so excited. He's with Rise on Fire Ministries. We're going to be uh, talking about Miranda, one of our favorite series, "How I Came to Torah." Are you ready for this? All right, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Petey, are you there? Yes, I am, Jeff Miranda. Thank you so much for having me. It's really an honor to be with you here tonight. Oh, Petey, we trust me. The honor is ours. <laughs> We are so, so excited. Uh, Miranda was saying just before we got on air to you that you were one of the very first ministers that she came across uh, that was not only Torah observant, but spirit filled. Yeah. And she was, so this is just, she is just, this is huge. Just a really big <laughs> honor tonight. So we're so glad to have you here. Oh, it's an honor to be in fellowship with you, like-minded believers, you know, and I, I was just telling you guys just before we went, went on live as well, you know, I believe that this is what the Father's doing in these last days, and that's what Yeshua is all talking about, like, even with that Samaritan woman, he's yeah. calling worshipers of spirit and truth, and here we are, and what an exciting time for us to be alive and to yeah. see him for who he is. Oh, amen. Amen. Yes. That's good. I do want to say right, right from the get-go, guys, if, if you're not... If, if you've been living under a rock and, and you're just not even hearing from God, if you want to know, I'm just kidding, but if you want to know where PD's ministry at, uh, it, it's riseonfire.com. So we encourage you guys to be able to go there also. And, I, and I'll show this stuff a little bit later on in the, in the program as well. But Pete, you have a, you have a YouTube channel. It's uh, youtube.com uh, at rise on fire. Uh, guys, listen, if you've not gone there and subscribed to his channel, I, I urge you to do so. Some yes. tremendous teachings. Uh, Pete, I, I don't know. You have like four over 400 teachings or something like that. I mean, man, it's it's just amazing what uh, what Yah has been doing through you, uh, and so we're we're grateful for that. Oh, thank you. All glory to Him. Oh, amen. <laughs> amen. Well, let's let's just kind of get into this tonight, Pete. I I do have uh, we we normally have like a little standard nine questions, uh, and uh, you you uh, graciously said that you would be open to other questions, and so we're going to take advantage of that a little bit. Uh, I, I will not be asking your social security number or anything like that live <laughs> on air. That'll be after you know, uh, after tonight. All right, got it. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, you're known for teaching Torah, and we we've also talked about also that you're known for walking in the gifts of the Spirit. So what 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 happened first? Were you spirit filled first, or were you Torah observant first? Well, I grew up uh, in the Dutch Reformed Church in South Africa, and, and so for my American brothers and sisters, that's basically a very conservative denomination. So the Holy Spirit, to me, uh, growing up in, in the church, was he helped me learn scripture, and that's about where his responsibilities probably stopped um, as far as what we were taught. Um, but on the other hand, we were taught many amazing things about the importance of God's commandments, uh, holiness, all these things. Um, but so, you know, when when I got into high school and I started growing up, looking, thinking about the world, uh, 
you know, my question wasn't, I guess, what many people go through of, you know, is there a God? I felt uh, I came to that conclusion really early as a child. I knew there was, but the question was for me, which way? And because, of course, that's the problem that we face is there's 33,000 denominations. I'm in one of them, but am I in the right one? Wow. Wow, that's that is that is definitely deep right there. Yeah, and I think that uh, many of us have come in, in into that uh, arena, uh, and that I think that's what brought us to where we're at today in in seeking God because we we want to be as accurate as possible with our faith, um, and I think that's such a driving force that we're seeing that Yah is doing throughout the world. He's he's waking people up in these thirty three thousand. Oh, that number just boggles my mind, but 33,000 differences of opinions on how we're supposed to follow uh, our, our creator. And, and Yah, it just seems like he's waking us, each one of us up to the truth of, of Torah. Um, so what, what he didn't go ahead. He was still answering. the question. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh yeah. No. Um, uh, well, you can ask whatever you want after, uh, if there's anything, but uh, I'll just share further. I so yeah, I was I was in that place of you know okay, there is a God, but which way? And that was that led me into this big prayer that was really a pivotal moment in my life of God. I need your truth. I'll follow you, but you know I, I made a deal with him <laughs> under my conditions as a child. You know how it is. Um, but I but I'm like God, I'll follow you if you show me the truth because I don't want to be in this denomination and that denomination, but then I end up before you one day and it's like, you know, as a child, I'm thinking this, but then it's like, oh no, you're in the wrong one or, or you picked the wrong one, you're, we're on the wrong path. Um, I'm obviously simplifying things because I don't believe it's it's that simple. You know, of course, God has grace on us where we're at. He's grace on many denominations and many opinions, but at the same time, it's like you said, I want it to be as accurate and most most of all, as much looking like my Messiah as possible. So that prayer ended up causing us to, uh, over time, slowly, we, we started going less and less to our traditional church. And we started opening up our Bible more and more um, because our relationship with God was really through uh, the pasture. It wasn't as authentic as it should have been. And so when we started studying the word for ourselves, uh, you know, I, I grew a lot more. Uh, suddenly my parents grew more. And so there was revelation that came from that. And that included the beauty of his fourth commandment that included the biblical feast days and uh, whatever else, you know, a few things that he started revealing to our family. And so that's kind of just as simple as it began. Nice. Nice. How, how old were you roughly when, when that, that took place? Uh, um, I was probably about 16. Oh, wow. Wow. That's fascinating. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, so what what do you think led your family to you you and your family to really start diving into the commandments? You mentioned Sabbath. Was that mm -hmm. one of the first things or was that uh, what, what went on with that? Yeah, I remember I was at school, high school at this point. And so, you know, that was that's a big deal for a kid because, well, you know, all, all the sports are happening on the weekends, you right. know, all the friends are having whatever they're having, um, going out to the movies, you know how it is. So, yeah, that was a as a young man, you know, from the get go, I had to start making big decisions. Um, and 
and there was some of course you know people will think of you as being strange there was some rejection there was some questioning of you know i remember some of my church friends uh you were like they were like you know what are you what's going on with you you know yeah so there's a lot of certainly that happening and, and for a child that's difficult um but at the same time uh i guess this was father's grace and really what he put in me is he's he's put in me this this thing of i don't care what people think i don't care of losing friends i don't care mm -hmm. i remember even you know I, i've never shared this before but you know i'll share it with you um <laughs> i remember in high school uh we had this tradition and you know high school tradition and this tradition was at the grade nine uh grade 11s played against the grade 12s you know uh rugby and all the guys would play and then the 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 class that would lose that year all the guys would have to shave their heads wow <laughs> right it's just it's just funny and so yeah we of course lost and oh. and i refused to shave my hair because well you know i didn't have long hair back then i had yeah. short hair but still the 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 idea was still for me that you know i don't believe this is right because yeah. i was not even playing rugby i didn't care for it i'm here to study i'm here to be a good student i was a, always a good student why do i need to not shave my hair you can call it rebellion but i just <laughs> believe what i believed and i yeah. stood up for myself and so you know uh that's what the father's put in me is this this do what is right because even if you know there's going to be people who who come against you even if there is going to be uh persecution and so forth wow wow so you're you have if i'm hearing you right i want to make sure i'm hearing you right your your family uh started going this way at first too right was this all together or was this something that was unique to your walk um you know more certain um individuals in the family than others of course you know oh uh, uh, yeah i would say you know uh, my mother for example had a huge influence on me supporting me and so on uh so yeah it was it was not the entire family there were some especially extended family members who certainly weren't under weren't seeing the same things we're seeing but you know yeah that's fascinating. You know, uh, we, we see that a lot. Um, you know, not everybody gets the revelation at the same time and some, yeah. some never really come into that. Uh, and so I, I, I think that's uh, that's a cool thing when, when your family members and you don't have to call anybody out by name or anything like that, but was there, would you believe, would you say that there was some uh, negative reaction? Did you have any, anybody just really even questioning your sanity type thing or you know what's what's pd done is he is he often a cult is he often this you know weird kind of stuff we're trying to be jewish or, we get yeah were, yeah were you trying to be jewish you know and, and uh, did they try to get you a yarmulke i don't know just give it but, uh, <laughs> right any, anything like that i i would say you know our family's been very gracious and uh -huh. loving and understanding you know i you know, I remember sitting down with one family member just not long ago, and we had a very loving, good conversation where we just had a good chat about um, what I believe, even though, you know, uh, they, it, I'm sure some of what I said was, wow, for the first time, I never heard it that way, you know. I think the key thing is here, you know, there's always going to be situations where we, we lose friends, family, you know, Yeshua said, I came not for peace, but a sword. So there is right. going to be situations like that. 
But at the same time, I think that we sometimes we need to make sure that we're not losing family members because of how we've mishandled the truth. Yeah. But rather, if we lose them, let's lose them because we are standing up for the truth in a loving manner. Uh, so that's key because I think a lot of people do enter any type of new thing in with God. And sometimes they're so excited about it and then they get really frustrated when the people around them don't see it the way they do because they haven't had the same journey and so on. Um, so it's really important for us to communicate that well and in a way that that demonstrates love i think that's so important to like you say demonstrating that uh that fruit of the spirit that good fruit that yeshua said you'll know a tree by right because so sometimes man we we see people come in excited with with any kind of revelation doesn't necessarily have to be torah maybe it's about healing maybe it's about the spirit maybe it's about whatever uh and then they they're trying to go uh, you know, pound that into their brothers instead of, you know, the Holy Spirit was nice and gentle when he was bringing it to us. Yeah. We need to make sure that we're doing the same thing. And, and d- again, demonstrating that fruit of the spirit, that love. Right. I fortunately, when I came, y'all started opening my eyes to Torah through dreams and visions and then told me to read the Old Testament. And so I was doing all this, came to the knowledge of Torah through that. And I waited a whole year before I told anybody that I was Torah observant because I wanted to make sure I had a defense for when questions got brought up that I would be able to answer them uh, in the best way possible. And also through that, I heard people say exactly what you're saying, PD, uh, that they wished that some of them had, you know, kind of been like the Torah terrorist at first out of their zeal. And they wished that they would could go back and redo that. And so I kind of had these warnings of let's make sure that when you do present it, that you're presenting it with gentleness and love. So fortunately, I had a whole year to like kind of prepare <laughs> and and it went really well. Okay. It was great. The only issue that I had was my flesh when y'all first revealed it to me, because my flesh was like, this is too much. You will never be able to do this. And, you mm. know, all these things started coming up, you know, just all these negative things. Um, but y'all said that he would help me do it if I did it. Did you have a moment like that where maybe your flesh was like, oh, this is too much? Um, I mean, you know, I personally haven't had a lot of problems with the, let me say it, uh, the Sabbath. I mean, there were things I had to fight, for example, with the Sabbath when I went to university. I'll just, you know, I went to university. And I remember uh, there were times when, man, I have a massive exam on Monday and, you know, I have to study the whole weekend and I'm behind and all this stuff, but I still give it up to the Lord, his Sabbath day and I rest and I still do better than ever because I uh, honor him. So, I mean, there were these natural challenges where my faith was tested, but I, I'll say that for you know i think that for each person it's going to be very different you know the each person's temptations are going to be very different um some people you know i was just thinking again earlier today you know we we have this whole this is a little bit side topic but there's a whole thing going on in christianity regarding you know um the different sexual orientations and in the world you know all the so there's a lot of people who have that temptation and then there are but there are a lot of people who 
who keep Torah, uh, you know, keep those those commandments we are talking about here, especially they feel well, but then they're addicted to pornography right. or, or they're, they're gossiping all over Facebook all the time. Right. right. So, uh, for me, you know, and, and I, I guess I'm just sharing all this. I think you guys know this, but I'm sharing this for the audience. Keeping Torah is not just keeping the Sabbath, eating a certain way or keeping the feasts. It's the way of life in, in accordance to all of God's commandments. Amen. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, um, we all have our struggles. Absolutely. And there were certainly things that I also had to fight through. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's great. And and I, I think that's important to, to note that when we are, we're trying to be Torah observant or whatever, it, it is, it's more than just a checklist. It's more than it, it is about, to me, it's the very definition of walking in the spirit and walking in love, love. Cause yeah. that's what Torah is all about is how do we love people and how do we love our heavenly father? Yeah. So that's, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's not actually, it's, it's the, the Torah is the, is, is there to point to Yeshua, right? Mm-hmm. So we are really supposed to be Yeshua observant. Um, if, if we oh, want to communicate. Oh, I like that. Yeah. You know, because I, you know, Miranda, that's what you were just saying is it's this whole, and Jeff, you too, it's this spirit behind it as well that Yeshua brought. It, it was always there in father's intention, but he really revealed it best. So. That's good. That's good. Did you, did you lose any friends when you started really, uh, you know, not doing the traditional Sunday church type thing? You know, you're looking at Sabbath. Maybe, maybe you started changing some of your diet. Did you, did you lose any friends? I I can say as a minister, I, when I came, uh, I came about, uh, 2000 and the late 2014 and I'd already been in ministry for over 25 years. I had a lot of minister friends that just dropped me like a hot potato. Uh, they thought that I went off the deep end and that you lost your salvation. I lost, I've lost my salvation. Jeff's trying to do this stuff with works. Now, uh, fortunately, Yah's starting to bring some of those folks back in. We, yeah. we have, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Did you experience anything like that? So, you know, I was in a different place in life as you. Um, and so mine is a little different in that, uh, you know, I had, I mean, I was in high school, I was at university, you know, that was, mm-hmm. that was my time of life. So the P I wasn't in ministry. I, 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 and so the people around me weren't going to be like throwing me aside per se, because I believe differently than they did. I will say we got into some heated debates. And I, you know, uh, for better or worse, you know, but what I'll say is this is I found myself in fellowships at university level now of like-minded believers um, who are now, you know, uh, trying their best to keep the commandments. And at that point in my life, God, I started hungering for his Holy Spirit more. I started hungering for things I read in the book of Acts. Yeah. Uh, the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep all these commandments, but I'm really struggling, struggling to love and so on. And, and so when I sought the father on that and God started revealing that to me and I was so excited, right? Like I wanted to share that with everyone, the Holy spirit. Yeah. And 
I'll be honest, my some of my religious friends, not all, but so, there were some of them who were that I experienced what you experienced from your Christian brothers and sisters. I experienced from these Torah observant brothers and sisters, right? Where they said, Oh, he has a demon, oh, yeah. you know, whatever, because of these uh miraculous things or these movings of the spirit that started following my life. Wow. Yeah, I think that the, the religious is who persecutes oftentimes. <laughs> and that's what we should be all careful of is whenever that's why Yeshua, I'll just add this one thing before I get over to you. Yeshua said, you know, uh, when they came, the disciples came and said, who is this man causing our demons? You know, he's not, he's not, they're not running with us, you know, and Yeshua's like, well, he's not against us, right? Then he's for us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. I, you know, I know, um, that's that's one of the things that we have as a uh, seems like an obstacle sometimes just even within our circles that we're in uh, because we don't see a lot of spirit filled Torah type ministries. Yeah, we do see a lot of people trying to say that, uh, you know, those gifts are gone that, you know, that uh, you know, God can heal if, you know, sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't that uh, moving in the spirit and all that stuff. Oh, Kundalini, Kundalini. We hear all these yeah. things, you know. Uh, and and we we want to be honest and recognize there there definitely is a false move of the spirit, but that doesn't negate that there is a real move of the spirit. And if we if we as Torah people, one of our big things that we shout and champion is that God doesn't change. Well, if He right. moved all the way in the Tanakh with the spirit, He moved on the day of Shavuot when after Yeshua resurrected uh, with the spirit. And he moved all the way through the, you know, the, the book of Acts hasn't stopped as far as I'm, as I, when I've read that, if he's, you know, uh, you know, Peter said, Hey, in, in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit on you. I, I kind of think we're still in those last days, brother. What, when you're, when you came to this knowledge of the spirit moving like that, tell me, tell me a little bit more about that. What, what transpired in your life? And uh, give me some, give me some examples that happened there. Yeah. I mean, I was, like I said, you know, I was very passionate about God's word at that point at university. You know, I was attending three, four Bible studies every Sabbath uh, morning to night, just studying the word. And so at the same time, I looked at my life, my heart, my character, my just who I was. And I looked at Yeshua's and I had to be honest with myself. I was like, you know, I'm trying to keep all these commandments my best, but Yeshua had such love for enemies, yeah. for for people who backstabbed him, hated him. Um, and he had these signs follow his life. And not only that, then he he has this follow the life of his disciples. Yeah. Right. And he's teaching them in Luke 10. He's sending out many disciples to do the things that he did, including they come back and say, we even the demons submit to us. So there's all these things happening. And then in the book of Acts, we see a lot of it too. And I'm reading this and, you know, I'm, this is who I am. I'm, I can't be a fraud. I have to be honest with myself. If I'm going to be like all about him and I'm like, Lord, I'm going to follow you, but it's all or nothing for me. Like I need all the truth I need. I realize, but there's something missing. And I can't turn a blind eye to that. And so I landed on my knees again. And I said, Father, I'll, I, I told you all those years ago, I'll follow you. But I need the truth. Father, I'm here again. Yeah. Lord, I need your spirit. And so praying that 
led to the father, in short, giving me a dream. And he just revealed everything that I was really praying for, poured it out of my life. And I've just never been the same ever since. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I love that. That's, yeah, that's... that's beautiful. Did Did you have any teachers around you at that time that were spirit filled that would uh, that were able to pour into your life or, or were you out there by yourself and, and yeah? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I, um, you know, there were definitely mentors in my life, uh, good, amazing people. I will say in terms of the Holy Spirit, the training I received was and, and I'm not this is not a formula. I'm just saying what happened to me because of where I was at. Um, there wasn't really anyone like I didn't have a PD who I could <laughs> who I could uh, ask questions or, you know, like a, if I had an older version of myself, that would have helped me. But I didn't. And so um, I ended up just going onto the streets all alone because no one want I'll just be honest. No one wanted to join me. Um, and I just found people to pray for. And that I did that every week, went out alone, just and I saw incredible things, uh, miracles. Tell, tell us about some of the incredible things. Uh, to to y'all be the Lord. To y'all be I the Lord. Yeah, I mean, I hope your audience will believe me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, there's, I'll just, I'll just share that night, um, the okay. first night. Um, well, look, I, I got this dream. I'm in, I'm standing in Jerusalem. I am telling this boy how to pray for this girl. She gets healed in the dream. She runs to her Jewish mother, brings her Jewish mother. And I tell her about Yeshua and I wake up and I'm like thinking after this dream, what, what's up with this? I never had a dream before. Never prayed for people like that before. That's weird. That's strange. I'm an introvert. I'm really, uh -huh. I know, you know, I feel like, you know, people look at me and they're like, oh, he, he looks confident speaking. This was my, this is, or let me say this was even more so my biggest fear, hindrance uh, in life, my weakness, uh, socially anxious above all else. So for me to just speak to a stranger was hard. So I have this dream, but I'm, I'm hungry for what I've been praying for. And I fast and pray about it next weekend. I'm sitting at home and I just have a thought that comes, go to Hatfield Square, there's someone you need to meet. It's like a place close to me. Uh, and I'm thinking, why am I having this thought? Because this has never really happened to me before. Yeah. And and it doesn't leave, keeps replaying in my head. I end up getting in my car, driving up, and I'm shaking my head as I go. Um, but as I get out, there's a man who walks right up to me and he starts telling me about his life. He's homeless, he's struggling. And I just look at his shoulder and there's nothing that looks wrong, but it's 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 just something's up with it. It just bothers me. And I just take a and I'm hungry. I'm standing there hungry to see God do what he has done in the Bible. Yeah. I'm scared also because I have a fear of man in me, but I'm more hungry than scared. And so I ask him, can I pray for your shoulder? Or first I ask him, is there anything wrong with your shoulder? And he looks at me kind of weird and he says, yeah, he can't really lift it like past year. And I'm like, all right, well, can I pray for you? Because I believe Jesus can heal you. And as I say that, I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> you know, inside. <laughs> uh, what did I just do? But I'm yeah. playing it cool. And I just pray for him. Father, I thank you. The name of Yeshua. We command all pain to leave now. Amen. And 
I ask him just test it out. You know, I really want to run away, but <laughs> but I feel like I I have to to ask because that's what I see the Bible. What happens in the scriptures? There's a rise up and walk. There's a go in peace. There's a uh, uh, an action that is asked of the person because that's what faith really truly is. Yeah. And so uh, I ask him, and he raises his arm, and he says, "There's no pain." And then he turns around, runs away, brings his friend with his leg, says, pray for my friend's leg. And I guess the rest is history. Um, Hallelujah. Ends up, end up praying for many people that night. And, and that's really what sparked me waking up the next morning, being like, what happened? And just going and doing that every week from there on out uh, back on there in the streets of South Africa. I remember seeing one of your videos when I first found you, where you were talking about uh, going out and ministering in the street. And I am an introvert. It is a huge deal just for me to be on camera because there was a time where I couldn't even do this. But I remember thinking to y'all, I want to be able to do stuff like that. But Petey, he's an extrovert. And so this is just easy <laughs> for him. So for you to Oh, sorry. Say, sorry, I just oh. ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. boy! No, uh, I always tell. I have to always tell people this. When the moment that I get in front of people, I have to every time absolutely surrender and say, "God." Just before I came on here, God, I am weak. God, I am unable to do this. God, I, I'm going to ruin this, Lord. If your Holy Spirit doesn't show up now, Amen. like that's what I have to do because this this remains my weakness um, every time. But it has to be an absolute surrender for his Holy Spirit to move most powerfully. He loves it when you're weak because then he can be most strong. Oh, that does my heart good. That's good. That's good. So would you how would let me let me ask this in a combination question here? Because normally we're just talking about Torah. Yeah. Let me ask you this in two parts. How has keeping Torah enhanced your relationship with Yah? And how has being spirit-filled enhanced your relationship with you? So two two parts. Huh. Okay. Well, I'll say that keeping his commandments, uh, you know, especially even the ones that don't make sense, because I think that's what many people struggle with. It's, you know, whether you're a believer or an unbeliever, there's going to be things in his word that's like, this doesn't make sense. Why? Why was this a commandment? Right. And when you have that question and you do it anyway, and you see God's blessing miraculously comes through mysterious ways or even sometimes logical ways into your life because of your obedience, that builds an immense trust with the Father, between you and the Father. A First off, that you are obedient to him. So there's a trust that he has for you, that he's growing for you because we have a relationship and your relationship is built on trust. And then the other way is I'm trusting him more and more because I'm seeing that even when he tells me to do something, it doesn't make sense. When I do it anyway, I know I'm safe. I know that there's blessing. I know that it's the right way, thing to do. So in terms of truth, that that initial, okay, this is what he says to do. This is the law of God. Do it. And then you see the results that builds trust. But then that helps us to be led by the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is going to ask you to do things even more difficult than what the word asks. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is going to ask you to pick up your bags 
uh, and and drive and move to a different city, buy a house in a different city, and set up camp there, and you have no idea why because you don't have family or friends there. He he may ask you to move to a different country. He's done that. He's done both of those things for me. Um, you know, he he he's going to ask you to give up. He's going to ask you to sell everything you have and just give it to the poor. He's going to ask you to do things that are the things that Yeshua spoke to people one-on-one, like that rich young ruler. Yeah. Like those are the kind of things that his Holy Spirit is still speaking today to people. And so when you submit yourself to Yeshua, he's going to call you to do difficult things. And so um, I hope I'm answering your question here, but you know, I think that that for me, it's been building trust with him most of all and uh, learning to trust him more. That's good. And I, I think that as we uh, learn more about his word, his full word, I, I, I think uh, I think John did this in his gospel where he said that Yeshua is the word made flesh. He, he didn't use the word. Uh, no, uh, he didn't use the word nomos. Uh, he, he said the bar. And he said, it's the all the word. It's not just the Torah. It's not just the Tanakh. It's it's all the word. It's that logos. It's that rhema altogether. And the more that we learn about his word, the more that we're able to trust and understand when we are hearing his voice and a voice of another we won't follow. So when he does speak to us, uh, PD, you know, uh, when, when you get up to speak, he said, if we will open our mouth at that self same moment, he will he will fill those words. He'll give us those words to say. That's Amen. Uh, that's a beautiful thing to to fall into that trust. But you don't it, that trust is gained over time. The little little steps that we do, whether it's following Torah, whether it's listening to the voice of the Spirit and how to walk. Uh, so what a what a beautiful word. Uh, how yeah. it's enhancing your walk in in both lights, which is just just beautiful. I love that. What I'm seeing in in your walk, Petey, is you are a walking billboard that the promises of Yehovah are true and that everything Yeshua paid for for us is true because you're walking it out. You are showing this, especially now that I know that he's an introvert. (laughs) 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 That, That is that is the picture. That's what we all want to be. Yeah. In this world, we want to be that walking billboard right. that when Yehovah says something, that it, it's true. Praise God. I love that. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. I know when um, when I first came to to God, I, I was I, I was raised up in a non-denominational church. I didn't know that the pastor and his wife were spirit filled. They never talked on it at all. It was mainly like just a a Baptist or a Methodist type church. Uh, and when, when I was spirit filled, nobody laid hands on me. There was, I was just like, kind of like yourself. I was a young man. Uh, it was about, it was a couple of days before I turned, uh, 16, 16 oh, 17. I was born again at 15, right before 16, but, uh, no one laid hands on me. It was all kind of just happening. I didn't really have anybody to kind of go to. And it was a it was a beautiful thing because from that moment, and I think this may be something that you're saying. I always wanted to be able to live out as an example of someone walking in the fullness of what Yah has for him. Because we again we see that in the Book of Acts, we see uh, uh, 
the, the disciples walking Torah, but they're also walking in the gifts uh, and, and powerful things that, that went on. Uh, so it's it's a it's a beautiful thing. I mean, yeah, there's this call that he asked for us and it's very important for us to, you know, I just say, tell people this, look, if you're confused about what we're talking about here, just look at Yeshua, look at Jesus, look at how he is, what he did, how he lived and imitate him. Because that's really all that I talk about is how does he live? I want to be like him, right? And and the other thing is, is don't turn your eye away from the parts of him you don't like, because there are parts of him, depending on who we're, who we are, that are going to make us more uncomfortable because it's going to challenge like Miranda, like it challenged you because you're an introvert. I'm an introvert too, right? So there's things that he did that are going to be challenging to all people who are shy in their nature. The, the, but there are other things that he did that are going to be very difficult for the extroverts. I know it's no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, trying to be quiet yeah. <laughs> like, you know like the things of you know listen carefully um, before you speak or whatever you know not talking about you jeff of course but <laughs> i think he's talking about me <laughs> oh what a what a beautiful picture though that yeah that's true there there are going to be parts of well, just Yeshua's walk. There are things that I saw him do and say in scripture that challenge the way, even the way that uh, modern Christianity says you need to be this way. But even Yeshua challenges some of those things and can be uncomfortable. Well, I, I like how how you said that, Petey, about there's some things that we may be uncomfortable to do. I, we're We're getting close to Passover. And one of the pictures that we see about Yeshua, who's the Lamb of God, uh, is that we're supposed to eat all of the lamb, right? And I think sometimes we're like, you know, I, I really like that part of the lamb. Yeah. I, that's the part I want to focus on. But there's, he wants us to eat all of him, right? So that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a neat thing. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. What would, uh, what would you say three of your favorite things uh are about keeping tour like you're you're uh that you just that you just love to do i mean who doesn't like having the permission to take off a day in a week you know so <laughs> um i think that it's extremely sad that that has become bannered as a burden right in the world to take off right uh the sabbath that is and there's immense freedom when you get that revelation that you can have it. I just say to people who, who haven't heard about it really before, it's like your 24 hour date with Jesus. You know, it's, yeah. you can get time off to just, and it's not legalistic as in you need to do this, 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 and read your Bible. If you know, 365, uh books of the bible in a day it's not about that there's not there's not even that many books i'm just kidding but you know it's it's about just being free to to spend with time with him to rest of your labor spend time with your family and that's very needed in this day's world of rushing mm, yeah. uh, so that's the one thing um and then of course yeah i personally am very passionate about his feasts so I think that his feast days reveal an incredible 
picture of what of the gospel of what he did for us that you don't really get any other way you know you you see the gospel in a new light as revealed in the feast days and through the feast days that he fulfilled and will fulfill in the full feast so before we get to your third one i'm going to hold you to it what's your favorite feast Hmm, that's hard. <laughs> um, well, I do love Shavuot, of course, uh, Pentecost, because of the fact that I think that is or that is what he is. That is the last feast, really, that's been fulfilled in that sense. So, when we're talking about his Holy Spirit been poured out, you know, I think that's what he has left for us. You know, he says, "I'm going to send, but I'm leaving." I'm leaving Shavuot, really. I'm leaving the Holy Spirit to be with you because this is what it, the Holy Spirit is your comforter. He's going to carry you through until I come back again at, you know, uh, trumpets. And so I'm that has a special place in my heart because I understand its importance. And then, you know, I, I love Sukkot as well. So I'll say that's my second or, you know, the other one I love most. Yeah, very good. So, so third thing about uh, walking or keeping tour that, that you really enjoy. The third thing you said? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I I think that this is okay. I'll, I'll say I'll say this, and this is going to be the answer that's hmm, consider. Okay, I'll I'll just say this to love. Really, that wow. that is that yeah. is what I feel is. And, you know, it's number one, really. So I don't want to put priorities on it. But to love is the most important to our commandment. And that's what I really want to do. I want my life to be an outpouring of his love. And if people look at me, I don't want them to just say, because look, you know, when people look at us from the outside and, and they're strangers, they don't know about all the theolo theologies and all this stuff they're not going to remember you for the fact that you kept the Sabbath or the fact that you, whatever, they're going to remember you by whether you loved or not, by whether you love those, whether you cared for the poor, whether you cared for those in, uh, who are strangers or in fellowship with you, that is going to be a key to your witness of the gospel. That, you know, that's what Yeshua said. If you don't have love, you're a clanging symbol. That's good. Yeah. So most of the people that we've interviewed for this series, they are Torah observant, but very few have been spirit filled as well. So I love that you've got both going on because now we can ask a, a better variety of questions. Yeah. So what do you think people are missing without the immersion in the spirit? Oh, well, um, love is very difficult without the holy spirit <laughs> yeah so we can that's one thing to begin with um another thing is well the simple empowerments of the holy spirit that yeshua walked out so when you look at his life um after he got you know when the dove fell upon him at his baptism you see then after that his life really takes a, an amazing um a turn in a really an amazing way his ministry got empowered in an amazing way you know he went into that wilderness and it says and he came out in power right there was a powerful ministry that he had so that paul talks about that too and he says that 
when I came to you, I didn't just come of words. I didn't just come of wisdom. I, I came with the demonstration of the spirit and power so yeah. that your faith would not rest in man, but in the in God himself, right? In the works of what God does. That's what Yeshua kept saying. If, if you don't believe me for what I for what I say, believe me for what I am doing, for the works that I do. And what were the works that he was doing? That The things that he was doing was not just you know, going to a synagogue or doing the typical things, but he was doing extraordinary things, things that no one else was doing. Right. And that is what he has given us and left for us. He left and it's kind of like, well, why are you going, Yeshua? You know, disciples are like, well, where are you leaving us? Where are you going? He's saying, don't worry, because I'm sending a Holy Spirit so that you can do the things that I did and greater things than these because I'm going to the, be with the Father. So that is what people uh, who do not have that baptism of the Holy Spirit miss out on. And, and that, really, um, that really enables you, it, it takes it full circle to actually walk out the commandments better than ever before, because that's what the Holy Spirit empowers more than ever before. Because when you, and this is the last thing I'll say, when you, when you have an outpouring of love for people because you just, you know, we don't feel like loving people. Like half the time we don't feel like it. Love is, 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 is difficult. But when you place yourself there and you, and you, and you like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And you say, God, help me to love Holy spirit, help me to love. Mm -hmm. And you go and walk into that and you do the actions of love. Then you feel the Holy spirit well up in you change you more than anyone else yeah oh that's good that's beautiful yeah i i, I am i i love pd how tonight i mean i'm i'm just stepping back and since seeing this theme is love you know, you you brought up that scripture where paul talks about if if you know if, if i don't have i can i think the verse says i can speak with the uh, tongues of men and with angels if i don't have love i'm a noisy brass and a clanging cymbal uh i i see this as as a theme tonight that yah is just bringing up is because i i think it's a word of a word of correction miranda for all of us uh, we, we get I, I see so many ministries just teared into each other and and you see people on facebook going crazy over over silly things honestly silly things and we need to for, first and foremost be walking in love one to another how do we how do you know that you're a brother we are what we love one another and in one of those fruit of the spirit it's not fruits it's fruit it's all one thing encompassed right is long suffering we don't talk about long suffering right you know yeshua said uh, you know, he was asked, well, how, how often should I forgive this one thing done in one day, 70 times seven? So you mean I could I could mess this up with you 70 times seven and I still have to forgive? Amen. Right. That's that love that we I, I have trouble with. Because let's just be honest. We all have trouble walking in that love. It's absolutely hard, and but that's but our, we are commanded to do that. So if we want to talk about keeping his commandments, let's begin with that one. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Because ultimately, if and that's and you know, I'm glad you brought that up, Jeff. I think that so often we've been very focused on all of the you know commandment, 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 but then 
if we in the midst of pursuing those start walking out of love um not not in love that is we find ourselves in a place where it doesn't even matter what commandments you're keeping anymore yeah. you can keep you know and even uh, the scriptures say the one who cannot tame his tongue his religion is worthless so if you speak yeah. i mean think about what that means like you can be keeping every sabbath you can be keeping every feast and praise god all for that but then when you go and you turn around and, and just speak gossip about your brother or your sister you can just stand before god one day and he's like that's all worthless it's worthless mm -hmm. because you lived a life where you you were sowing discord you were sowing hate not the fruit as you just said yeah. and so yeah absolutely you know that's why in in my ministry I, the, what i can do i try to do that's why you know i'm, I'm joining with you we're we're having a talk here and i'm yeah. trying to partner with many leaders and ministry in this movement and i'm trying to let them be like hey guys a lot of you are are and this is just the honest truth a lot of leaders are better at many other leaders about many things and i'm in the middle here and i'm sitting here thinking like guys let's come together let's have unity let's have restoration let's forgive yes you guys messed up and we've all made many mistakes but now is the time to, of restoration because the world will know us by the love we have for one another. And so on the leadership level and then on and just on the on the body as a whole, this is what God is calling us back to this restoration. That's good. I, I think too many times we uh, I don't want to get like all bumper stickery, but uh, too many times we, we see people as uh, instead of ministers, we see them as ministers. Uh, and, and that and, and people get kind of lifted up in that and, and they they forget that we are supposed to. Yeshua said, look, if you're going to be a, a minister, you have to be a servant of all. And I think that he really demonstrated that again, again, getting back to what you saw at a young age. Hey, I want to walk as close to as what Yeshua did as I can. He's washing the disciples feet. The disciples are like, no, no, I should wash you. No, no, no. I'm going to wash your feet. You know, he comes up to John to be baptized. And John's like, you should baptize me. No, no, I need to be baptized by you. We need to take on more of that mantle. And I'm saying mantle, uh, anointing, uh, of, of walking in humility, uh, because we we are being seen for our pride. Uh, what do you, What do you think about that? Yes, uh, and that's that's the thing we have to turn because look, Yeshua obviously has, is doing something. He's and how I see it is that he's revealed his commandments to many people, and he is right. His truth, the things we've been talking about in the beginning here, and he's revealed right now around the world. He's pouring out his spirit. He's revealing the things of his Holy Spirit again, and there's many amazing things happening there. But right now, like these groups are almost like in this unity you know there's a lot of pointing of the finger you've got this wrong you've got that wrong well the reality is is we all have much to learn from one another and we all have mistakes and things that we are doing wrong and this is i think what's going to be needed is for us to enter the promised land right for us to really move ahead under the cloud of the lord yeah. it's going to be important for us to put our our uh, to to have a good let me say 
conversation, a open dialogue that is not in hate and in gossip and slander and pointing the finger and all the things that we've been doing, but instead a, hey, you know, yes, there is a truth. And yes, we are not going to compromise on what truth is, but let's have grace and let's have, let's begin friendships. Let's begin uh, having mercy with one another. And then in that sense, we can have a, an edifying orange, iron sharpens iron relationship. You know, I think that's what God wants. And yes, that means there are going to be people who are, who are just, I'm, you know, I'm not talking about partnering with, with things that aren't good. I don't talk about any of that or compromising. Like I said, I always have to say this because, but, <laughs> but I am talking about God has not called us to fight and just be in this unity. He is calling us to be in unity and walk in unity into that promised land ahead of us. That's good. Very nice. Um, Shalom, Evan and Coralinda. Coralinda is asking for safe uh, prayers for a safe travel. She's going to Australia. Um, if anybody in the chat has a question they would like to ask Didi, please put it in all caps. Um, and while you're doing that, I am going to ask another question. Um, Petey, what would you say to somebody who is just looking into Torah? That's a good question. You know, this, I'll, I'll just say the simple answer, and that is just look at Yeshua, look at how he kept Torah, because he's the best example to follow. How did he keep the Sabbath? What did he do on the Sabbath? That's a good one to ask. What did he actually in the Bible do on the Sabbath? So if you want to keep the Sabbath, look at what he did on the Sabbath. Um, look at his example. That's that's the number one thing, if anything, to remember. And what would you say to anybody who maybe they're Torah observant, but they're not spirit filled yet and they don't quite understand what it means to be spirit filled? Maybe they're intrigued tonight by listening to our conversation. What would you say to them? Well, I'll say that you need to get hungry first. It's kind of like, and I think what what I mean by that is this is, you know, when you can go to McDonald's and you can get a nice, what do you call it these days, um, Big Mac or something, and you can eat that and you can come back the next day and get another one, the next day, another one, but you're going to still be hungry. Even though you feel like, oh, I, I'm full, you lack nourishment, right? There's right. a, there's really a, so what we want to make sure is that we are nourished spiritually as believers. And that means that there are going to be some believers who, and, and you know, they're they're going through the motions, and it's good, you know, they're they they're going through what God has revealed to them. But at the same time, you have to ask yourself, you have to look at Yeshua's image in the Bible, in the Scriptures, and be like, okay, this is the things that He did. Am I doing the things that He did? And don't make excuses. Yeah. Don't make excuses, and be like, God, this part of you, I don't see in my life. And I lack that nourishment. Like I lack that because Yeshua stood up at, at uh, Tabernacles to the crowds and he said, whoever is thirsty, come to me and I will give you living water and in you will come bring up, will spring up a spring of living water too. So there is a deeper living water that is of the whole, that he was speaking about the Holy Spirit that he wants to give us even if we go to synagogue every Sabbath, even if we have the law of Moses as the people of Israel were having at that point, you can feel like I have this, but he still says you're thirsty and you don't even know it. 
you lack nourishment you don't even know it come to me drink of me and it says scripture it says in the book of john there he was speaking about the holy spirit whom he was going to be pouring out like or soon after that when he gets when he ascends so that hunger has to first be identified in us and when we do we have to land on our knees like i did and as many have and say lord i need your holy spirit and if you know about someone who who is walking in the holy spirit i would really go to them and ask for them to pray for you because we see in the bible the scriptures we see paul traveling laying hands on people and they're filled with the spirit we see peter going to samaria laying hands and they're filled with the spirit if you don't have anyone that's fine too cry out to the lord because i didn't have anyone either and he can still fill you he can still use you and raise you up i i think it's interesting when paul went to ephesus for the first time he came across the disciples uh that didn't know anything about really about yeshua didn't know anything about the holy spirit uh, and they're like we didn't even know there was a holy spirit right and just taking that back to what you said earlier, you said you, know, you may not even realize you're thirsty. I, I know there's been times that I've had to go to the, the emergency room or the doctor before, something like that, something going on. Or I've, I've been with a loved one when they've gone. And what's the first thing they do? They stick you with an IV with uh, a bag of saline. Why? Because I want to tell you, most everybody in the sound of my voice is dehydrated. We don't <laughs> drink enough water. To the point that we don't realize how thirsty we really are because yeah. we're used to living in this state of dehydration. So I think that's a beautiful picture of what you're talking about tonight is we don't even realize how thirsty we were. When Yeshua was there with the woman at the well in Samaria, he said, look, if you if you knew the water I'm talking about, you'd be asking me for it right now, right? It's like when have you ever found yourself just busy working on something, you know, and then you realize like eight hours went by and you haven't drunk a drop of water and then you see a glass of water and then suddenly you remember <laughs> how yeah. thirsty you are. But it's only yeah. until you see the water. Yeah. And so Yeshua is that water. Yeah. Go and look upon him for all that he is and ask yourself, do I need some of that in my life? That's awesome. Yes. So we've had two questions in the chat. Um, yeah. We've got Karen C wanting to know when you're coming to Idaho, if you have plans <laughs> for that. And then another one from Donna. She's wanting to know if you have any plans for visiting Oklahoma. Also on Oklahoma. Yes, actually. And um, when is it? Um, it's going to be June, I believe, July. Um, it's on our website, riseonfire.com. I'm going to be in Oklahoma for two youth camps. Um, and then I'm going to be likely speaking at a uh, fellowship there as well. So that'll be on our website if you go, anyone, yeah, as it is on the screen. Thanks, Jeff. If you go to riseonfire.com. Um, in terms of Idaho, yes, I was in Idaho. <laughs> That's why she's asking, are you, when are you coming back? Um, I don't have immediate plans on the calendar right now, but we would love to visit you guys again there. Here's another question from Karen. If, uh, if you long to be filled with certain gifts and have prayed for them, but have not received, do we just continue to wait on y'all 
what more can or should we do? What a what a great question. That is a good yeah. question. That is a good question. And I think, Karen, it's what more can should we do? Well, that is really that is really the answer to your question. And that and what I mean by that is that sometimes what I found is, you know, we pray, we say, let's just say the gift, whatever the gift is that God puts on your heart that he puts on your heart to desire. Let's just say it's the gift of healing. It's like, okay, God, I want to pray for people and see them recover the way that you did, Yeshua. And then, you know, we pray, we pray, we pray, and we're waiting on the Lord. Now, that's one thing, but I actually think the biblical model is to identify that Yeshua, okay, just a little bit of background. The Holy Spirit and the works of the Spirit is that enmity with our flesh, right? So our mm -hmm. flesh, it doesn't like praying for people. It doesn't like the, any spiritual gifts. And so when we desire a spiritual gift, that is a spiritual thing. That is a Holy Spirit inspired thing. And so when we identify, wow, this desire is from the Holy Spirit. This is what God is putting on my heart. I want to I want to give words of knowledge or I want to pray for the sick, whatever it is. Now you ask yourself, OK, God, if this is from you, then what do I do with that? See, like if he's put that desire in you, that's something for you to do something with. Yeah, that desire in of itself is not for you to now wait for something more. That desire is what you've been waiting for. That Good. desire that that is the beginning of a seed that God has planted and wants to grow. But now it's our move. It's not what we do with it. So that means that if it's if it's healing then, well, I'm going to go find people in my fellowship to pray for. It means I'm going to find when I'm at Walmart, I, this is what I told myself. Just this is what I did. I just said, hey, every time I, I pay for something at a restaurant, at, at Walmart or wherever, I'm going to pray for the lady who helps me check out, you know. And if there is a self-checkout, you go to the lady instead so you can <laughs> pray for her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because then if you make that, and, and it can be in a small way, right? Hey. I just want to let you know, you know, Jesus loves you very much. If you're a really shy person, start small, right? Take steps and, hey, if there's anything I can pray for you for today. And maybe even as you're standing in line, say, God, do you have a word of knowledge for me for this lady or this this man? Something I can tell them that you, you want to share with them. And, you know, just take a risk. That's how faith is spelled, like R-I-R-I-S-K, right? That's. <laughs> I don't know if you know that's no, what no. that's what I got taught. So, you know, that's how it is. We have to take risks, we have to step out because that's the only way that we're gonna start seeing the Holy Spirit move. He wants to move in cooperation with us. He is not gonna take our hand, he's not gonna take our mouth, he's not he wants us to step out, and then he's gonna empower us, be with us, comfort us, and show up, but we have to take that step. I'm reminded uh, as you're talking about that, uh, that we need to look for opportunities. I know when Philip was uh, was uh, kind of hanging out and he, he sees this eunuch, you know, uh, going by on a chariot and you know, he's he sees that. And, and there's a prompting inside of him to go go talk to the guy. And through this through this uh interaction i mean and, and this may be a stretch but we believe that that's how the gospel got down to ethiopia uh is this is just being obedient to one 
you know, stepping out there. Hey, mm-hmm. I, I see you're reading the scroll of Isaiah. Do you understand what that means? And and just just having looking for those opportunities, um, and and then and also listening listening to the voice of Yah too. I mean, th- those are that's important. You don't just you know, just not a gunslinger going out there just shooting everything, <laughs> but uh, but but listening to that voice, but looking for those opportunities because I I think I think many times. Y'all puts those opportunities on us, but like you say, our flesh fights us on that. And it was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to do that. You know, like like you, the first time you prayed for the guy, you know, oh, what did I just do? <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you'd be surprised at, you know, even a small, I mean, I remember this. Uh, I was at um, going through, back in South Africa, this happened. I was going to a grocery store. You know, you have your local grocery store. So, I visited mine and I did this. I prayed, like I said, for every for the checkout lady, whoever it was, she got placed that day. <laughs> and I remember this one lady I uh, prayed for. I just over. Uh, I just asked her, "Is there anything I can pray for you for in the name of Jesus?" And she says, "Well, you know, I recognize you." And I'm thinking, "What do you mean? No, you, you don't. You may not remember, but months ago you prayed for me." to be for because I wanted a baby because I've been trying for years and I'm barren and I want you to know that I am pregnant right now and I believe God Ooh. answered your prayer and you know I'm th- you know I didn't I would have never known this you know yeah but she has this belief she is absolutely convinced because she got pregnant right after I prayed for her and that's just that's not because of PD that's just like a that's just a sovereign move of the Lord right who just comes and does this but now she knows who to glorify she knows that it's him. And so she goes to her husband. She, her husband, she goes home and she says that one day, well, I got prayed for by this weird guy at the grocery <laughs> store today. And then suddenly yeah. they get pregnant. And what do they draw as conclusion from that if they've been struggling for years yeah. before? That yeah. family gets changed. That's what happens. That husband gets changed. You know, there's ripple effects that happen. And so just like that story of Philip, you know, a little small thing. Praying like it feels to me very insignificant. Oh, I'm just praying for this lady, going on my way. Goodbye. It took me one minute, but it changed her life. So, and, and you weren't praying, maybe in King James language. Oh Lord, Thou dost knoweth that she is barreneth. You know, right? <laughs> You're just just praying, just regular words, right? You're just, and it wasn't this big thing. No, you know? no, yeah. it was. There was five people in line behind me, so it's like. God, I just thank you for her, Lord. I thank you for giving her a child in the name of Jesus. Amen. Have a good day. It's beautiful. Okay. Because that's how Yeshua also prayed, isn't it? Yeah. He's like, go in peace. You, you've been made well. Or, yeah. you know, uh, Peter, rise up and walk. That was how long their prayers were. Because it's yeah. about, it's not about a long prayer and nothing wrong with a long prayer. But sure. we're not putting faith in that. Our faith is in him. Not in our our prayer, how long it is, how King James version it is, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I see a lot of uh, a lot of people in our spirit field walk, spirit field side, that they will uh, they'll try to diagnose medically the problem. You know, maybe maybe apart from a word of knowledge, but just trying to, you know, oh Father, I, I ask that you go in and touch this tendon and let it reconnect over here to this sinew, and you know, they just. They're trying to, you know, and they're, they're basically trying to web MD God with this thing. And God just, Yeshua just said, be, be whole. You know, that's what shalom is, is that completeness, that wholeness. And, and it, I think that we complicate things too hard. I love how you're saying, just be simple with your prayers. 
Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, oftentimes when praying for healing, people want to tell you uh, everything that happened and they've gone through and how many operations and how many years. And I stopped them right there because, and and I'll I'll be be honest, I just, I don't want to hear about the history because first off, I don't need to hear it. I'm not the one who does the miracle. Secondly, I don't want you to tell me about how terribly big this miracle is going to have to be. (laughs) (laughs) Just the other day, you know, I had um, a kid come to me, a little boy, 10 years old. And he says, hey, can you pray for me? I have, I get allergies. Okay. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, yeah, okay. You know, poor child, right? He he probably, you know, small minor things, what I'm thinking. And so I just pray for him quickly. He kind of looks at me afterwards. He's like, is that it? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's it. You know, because he expected more longer or something. And then the next day, the mother comes to me and she says, this is so precious. So she says to me, hey, Petey, I, I want to tell you about what happened. That was my boy. And, you know, last night he got a hold of something that he was never supposed to eat. And I, I accidentally packed it. And you need to understand, he's actually a very allergic child. 14 years, they've been fighting this like allergic to a lot of stuff, very severe medical condition. And he found this uh, power bar, you know, and he ate it. And when she found out, right, she was nervous about that because typically that would be a big issue for them. And she looks at the wrapper and the wrapper has everything except one of the ingredients is what he is allergic to. (laughs) And, you know, and I'm getting a little... I'm like, my heart is starting to beat because I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and uh, then she says, but, and you know, PD, but what happened is nothing happened to him. <laughs> like oh. he, he just, he's just fine. Yeah. And, and she was like, oh Lord, help my unbelief. Like, praise mm. God. You know, and she comes to me and I'm thinking like, wow, I'm so glad that I didn't know any of that <laughs> initially um, because I told her the child hey just go home and just eat something (laughs) you know Um, but praise god you know that's that's we should just go and in faith in that simplicity that childlike faith just just speak it out believe and tell them to to go in action walk out this in action it's good that is good yeah Yeah. i had a situation last night last night (laughs) oh i'm so Occasionally, we'll get um, some kind of potato chips, and the majority of the chips that we get, obviously, I, I have celiac disease, so I can't have any gluten whatsoever. And we usually just buy the same things and don't really branch out. And so last night, I was looking for something a little healthier, and I decided to branch out with something new, and it I didn't even pay attention to the label. And it was Sun Chips. Yeah. And we get home and like, I dug into that bag heavy. (laughs) And then it dawns on me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I never checked the label. And so I I looked at the bag and sure enough, I had wheat in it. And I just panic hit all over me because normally that means I am getting severely sick and I'm going to be sick for days. And so I go over, Jeff says, come here right now. And he laid hands on me and he prayed. And for probably about 20 minutes to half an hour, like 
my stomach started getting tore up and I'm like, oh, this is going to be like, so it was so painful. And I was like, this is going to be horrible. And, but then I kept saying, no, no, like I, I rebuked this. Jeff prayed for me. Yeah, I was protecting me. And I just kept hanging on to that. And I was able to go to bed last night. No problems. I never ended up dying in the bathroom (laughs) and was able to sleep through the night. Woke up this morning feeling great. My head felt great even. And so I, completely believe that y'all protected me in that moment last night yes yeah that's awesome well i'm just going to pray for you too now hey father i father i just pray for Miranda, lord holy spirit um father i thank you for her and lord we just speak to that disease that's celiac lord we command that the name of yeshua to leave her now and lord i thank you father for your mercies and making her whole amen Amen. Praise y'all. Thank you, Petey. Thank you. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Crazy y'all. Amen. So what is, uh, getting back to our questions, what is your favorite verse concerning Torah? Like, was there a verse that maybe when you, y'all started opening your eyes to Torah that like really hit home with you? Well, um, 1 John 3 verse 4 says sin is a transgression of the law. And so I think that's one that, it makes things very simple in terms of what is sin, because I think that's a big thing that needs to be explored. What we say, we need to repent. We say we need to not sin, but what is sin defined as by the Bible? It's very important um, to have that definition down. And then the other one for me is um, one John two verse six, where he says, um, "Whoever um, whoever abides in Him ought to walk as He walked." Right. So if we if we if we say we're a believer, we have to imitate him. We have to walk like he did. That is the definition of a believer. So if you don't imitate him, you don't believe the Bible that says you should, and you're not really a believer. So it's quite important to to think about. And of course, we're none of us are perfect, but but it's important for us to look upon him for that imitation. It's good. That, very good. Yes. Yeah. Let me let me flip the question around with the spirit field. Um, what, what would you say your favorite verse concerning being immersed or filled with the spirit, baptized, immersed, filled with the spirit? What would your, what would be, um, maybe your, your favorite go-to verse or, or, or something that really grabs your heart with that? You know, there's this thing that goes around where people say, uh, oh, there's no, there's no end times revival that's supposed to happen. There's no move of the spirit that's in the bible for the end times right this this is like something that people have been saying and and so for me it's like man you know peter and i think you quoted it earlier peter says he stands up when the holy spirit is poured out in acts chapter 2 and he quotes the prophet joel and he says in the last days is written right the holy spirit will come upon old men young men everyone and they will see receive dreams and visions and prophetic words there's going to be miracles there's going to be signs there's going to be amazing things that are going to be happening by the hand of the father on the face of the earth yes the enemy is going to try and do things great falling in the way all this stuff but the father doesn't throw up his hand and say oh well he he has a plan and so that is paramount i think for us that that verse for me is very important 
Wow. That is that's good. So last uh, it was last year about exactly this time last year that uh, we were living in our camper and I ended up getting mold toxicity. Yeah. And I got so bad sick and come to find out I had non-alcoholic fatty liver disease just from I had a horrible diet horrible diet back in the day and just ate fast food and sugar and then having the mold was also attacking my liver and I can remember praying for healing and that before we even found out what was going on just praying for healing because I don't like going to the hospital I will avoid it like the plague and so I was I wasn't seeing like immediate healing and I went to, you had a playlist on healing and you were talking about like, you know, what happens like if you pray for healing and you don't get healed. And so I think sometimes people will have issue with the baptism of the Holy spirit because maybe they've prayed for something and they've not seen any fruit from it. And so just for those people that might be watching since we've talked about being spirit filled, do you have any words of encouragement for somebody that might be in that position? So someone who's been led down in some sense, I feel because I prayed for something and it didn't happen. Yeah. Mm. You know, at the end of the day, you have to lift up the word of God above your experiences. You know, when we walk by faith and not by experience, then we start having our experience become what we are believing in. It doesn't work the other way around as much. And what I mean by that is that you you have to believe. You have to say, Lord, I believe you. I will hold on to your zitzit. I will grab a hold mm -hmm. of you. Um, that, that faith must be there. And even if it doesn't come about on your terms, you still need to believe that he is good, that his will is good, that his desire is good for you, and that he's, his ways are higher than yours. So for you to come and say, Lord, I know better than you, right? that is not mm -hmm. faith, that is unbelief, and yeah. that will cause you to, you know, it's kind of like if some people think that from that place that it's going to be good for them, but on the other hand, it's actually going to cause what they fear most to come upon them. Because what we want in life is not to is, is to have the Lord's will, not ours, be done. Trust me, like mm -hmm. you, you may feel like it's the best for me to get healed right now. But it may very well be for some people, this may, may very well be that if you got healed today, you're not saved tomorrow. And sometimes, yeah. because sometimes God wants to sometimes uh the, there is a there is purpose in the process that you walk that journey yeah. you walk and if you despise the process and the journey you may miss the promised land because sometimes going through a wilderness is not easy it is very difficult sometimes but you need to know that the father, like with Israel, he was working on them. He was purifying them. He was teaching them, preparing them for the promised land so that when they get to the promised land, they don't get fat on milk and honey and forget about him all over again. And then they just create a new Egypt in the promised land all over again. He needs them to get to the promised land 
as a purified people who are will be able to uphold his name and never forget his name that's good yeah so mm -hmm. that's good that's kind of what we experienced um even though it was horrible it was painful there was a, a lot of trouble Yah used that situation to teach me that there's more poisons out there than just pork you know there, yeah. there was a lot of things i was putting in my body that i should have never been putting in my body and also we we got greatly blessed mm -hmm. through that situation we ended up um we were comfortable in our camper we loved our camper and we were yeah. intending on staying in our camper yeah um but that kind of forced us out and y'all ended up blessing us with a home and now that we have, you know, something bigger than a camper, we're able to finally have fellowships and people coming over like in person. Yeah. And so we, you know, I see a lot of things that we would have missed out on had I not gone through that journey. So there were a lot of positive yeah. things that came out of that. And then just also growing my relationship with Yah and clinging to him during those storms deepened my relationship. Amen. 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 We cannot neglect that. I mean, that's why the scripture says, rejoice in your tribulations, yeah. for they bring endurance, hope, right? All these things that we carry inside of us. That's so important. Well, yeah. And like Yeshua knew about Lazarus, he knew that he was sick and he purposely waited. Um, when when the children of Israel were going into the promised land, they didn't get the whole chunk at one time. You know, they they had to mature to a place. They were used to getting manna all the time, but they had to they had to now go out and 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 not necessarily fend for themselves, but develop those muscles to to be able to take and possess more of the land. And I think many times uh, we 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 have those this uh, to use your McDonald's expression, we have this happy meal mentality. That hey, I, I just want my happy meal and, and go on. God just bless me with today's happy meal, or uh, and God's wanting something deeper with us, and that's not necessarily about more meat. I, uh, I I think sometimes we get too much meat, we get choked on it. But milk is still good. Uh, okay. Just because you're mature doesn't mean that you're only eating meat, right? I mean, yeah. there's we're supposed to have a, a well balanced diet. Uh, there's there's some meat, there's some vegetables, there's kale. <laughs> I don't you know there's <laughs> there's you know there's all kinds of things uh, that that we need to be partaking of uh and and we need to we need to I, I guess what I'm saying is we need to be to be balanced and grow in those things um something something Miranda's dad said the other night he's he's uh he's been getting used to to eating and drinking some new things that he's not used to and he's like you know if your health depends on it you can acquire a taste hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. and I, I think there's some, some areas in our life that we need to acquire that taste of Yah, uh, where we're, where we're deficient. Absolutely. And that's a big danger when we get very excited about certain aspects of our father, his commandments or whatever, but at the cost of something else, you know, that what you just said, maybe meat without the milk or milk without the meat, you know, a, you know what often happens is some people and that's let me say it like this what the scripture says and uh, book of revelation right is speaking about this one church you have lost your first love dear church of ephesus 
Yeah. Right? That's a huge deal. So they, this church seems to be loving holiness, righteousness, all these things, but they have lost the first love, mm. which is very important. So we have to make sure, ask ourselves, have we lost the first love, that excitement to share what he's done for us with everyone else? That's what the first love is. Um, or have we gotten distracted and and have we've, we've traded it in for something else? You know, we don't want to do that. So, Wow, that's great. Petey, I, I have so enjoyed this, this wonderful time tonight. This has been, thank you for coming on yes, uh, the program tonight. We are, we are so gracious and, and so blessed to have you uh, to be on tonight. And thank you for being obedient to the spirit and, and, and coming on tonight and sharing your heart. You've been real vulnerable. I, I tell you, it's such a blessing uh, to, to hear a brother's testimony. Uh, I, I just I just love it to hear. I mean, we, we've gotten to see Petey from a from a wee little lad growing up and in, in, in doing mighty things. Uh, this is this has been such a blessing that I'm going to leave you with a, a final word that you'd like to say uh, for anyone or anything like that that may be listening. Um, well. I think, you know, we'll we'll just end it on what you said earlier with the theme of this. I think let's all of us and, you know, speaking about myself, too, I think all of us, we need to. I think today is a day, a good day to take a step back and look at your life. Ask yourself, how am I treating my spouse? How am I treating my friends? How am I treating my family? How am I treating my enemies? How am I treating those I disagree with? How am I treating my government? How, how am I treating you? May I dare say. <laughs> Stepping on I, your toes there, brother. Come on. <laughs> yeah. How, how am I really living love out? Because that is very important. So I would just leave it at that. All right. All right. Well, Pete, if you'll hold on just a minute, we're going to close the program out. We thank you so much for being on tonight. Uh, we'll see you here in just a second. And uh, we're going to, like I say, close the program out. Hallelujah. Thank you for coming Thank on. You. Thank you, guys. Oh, babe, that was so good. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm just, so excited. I, I tell you, this has been wonderful. You can feel the love of Yah in everything that he purposefully says. And I I, I say this on every time we do a, a, a testimony like this, that this is the best. I think this is the best show. <laughs> Uh, this has been just such, such a blessing and the insights that he's given. So guys, listen, if you, if you've enjoyed this broadcast, we ask that you give it a thumbs up. We ask that you like and share it and all that. But I, I would ask that if you would, um, PD didn't ask us to do this, but we, we just, I, I would love for you guys to go tonight, go to riseonfire.com slash partner and, and so into his ministry. I'm telling you, Yah is using this young man uh, by the Spirit of God. Yeah, and go, his wife Christina. And his wife Christina. Yeah, and they're they're doing great things for the kingdom, uh, and I I just want to see him blessed more and more and more. And guys, listen, I I've been in ministry. I I know what it's like to go preach, and you don't get an offering, or you're you know they're they're putting you up, and you're sleeping on you know chairs put together in the youth room or something like that, you know, and uh, I, I know what it's like to 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 live uh, by the gospel, and and I want to see this this young man and his wife blessed. 
So if you could tonight, take take some time, write this uh, riseonfire.com slash partner, go there, donate and sow into his life. The Bible says that if we give a, a glass of water to a prophet, we will receive a prophet's reward. If you want to team up with a ministry that is on fire for y'all and, and walking not only in Torah, but also the, the gifts and the fruit of the spirit. I think yes. that tonight, just demonstrating how Petey is, has immersed himself in the spirit that he is just flowing in this love. I just, I love it, Miranda. Uh, I, I just think that's great. So I, I would encourage you guys to do that. Uh, Randy, do you have anything else we want to, we want to bring on or say? Yeah. Even if, um, even if you could, if you're not subscribed to their ministry, go subscribe, watch their videos, um, give those videos, likes, comments, uh, everything helps. And yeah. it's all about spreading. There's so many Torah terrorists out there, right? We see them all the time on Facebook, but here is somebody walking in love. Let's support them. Yeah. And, and you may not have any money uh, that you can, that you can give right now. That's fine. Take some time to pray for him and his wife. Absolutely. Guys, you, you don't understand when you're out there on the front lines and you're ministering, there's so many attacks and, and things can just weigh on you. And there's so many, especially today, Miranda, there's so many hurtful people saying horrible things. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, we can shrug them off and we can keep going. But you know what? Uh, we, we need to take time to sit back and, and, uh, and oil that shield. Yeah. You know, that's that's how that shield that Paul talks about. That's how that shield stayed firm and was able to quench the fiery darts. You need time to, to allow that that oil of the Holy Spirit to come in and you need times of refreshing. Yeah. And so so pray, pray, for that, pray that y'all would give them times of refreshing. Pray that y'all would bless them financially. Uh, and, and like like you said, go support their ministry. Go click on their YouTube yep. pages. The more that you share them out, the more you comment, the more you like. Uh, the, the better they get disseminated out there. And we listen, right. this is this is a voice that needs to go out. Yeah. And there's lots of brothers and sisters um, doing things in ministry. And we want to support them all, just like Kathy with Esther Jade's apothecary. That yeah. You saw the commercial at the beginning of the show. That's a, uh, a good not, friend of ours. She's not a paid advertisement. It's no, someone that no, we no. want to help and bless. You yeah. Know, and so then... encourage your brothers and sisters. And if they've got something going on, if they've got a ministry or a business, support them. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, we appreciate you so much. Again, like and subscribe, whether you're watching this on The Way Remnant or you're watching this on Take on the World. We ask that you hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, share this video out. Go go to PD's site. Uh, look at all of his stuff. He's got some amazing, great videos. Great videos. And, and, and they're they're very well put together. It's a, it's a blessing. So, guys, we'll see you later. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. We love everybody. Shalom, shalom.